It's the red light tranny spectacular. It's like a nightmare. All your worst fears. Nothing you do works. The chick has a dick. Let's go. Yeah, laying a smack down on you ass clowns. Your bitch heard me spit, now she all up on my nuts like a pat down. They know I always carry mad pounds. You can't find them cause they're in the mail all wrapped in women's nightgowns. Exposing you rodents while pushing potent potions. My heritage, the diagnosis for my verbal explosions. Been chosen to leave you choking like dirt weed that you smoking. Dabbing Aladdin's in town is the reason for the commotion. But jealous people caught word. I don't care what you heard cause I'ma do me. I ain't backing down, I don't get scared. Bitch, you soft, I done paid the cost. That's why I'm the boss. Riding around the town a couple pounds Bitches love how I put it down I ain't stopping for a fucking Phone ringing, money coming in I'll be blowing up, always reading up I'm the shit you just up Get the grand, that's the master plan Fuck it, make it mills All about my bills, you'll never catch me with a I'm in charge and I'm living large Smoking on cigars, I will let you hit it But you looking like a Yeah that's the game plan, hit the club and make it rain, man Indian bitch in my lap doing the rain dance White bitch with a spray tan, how much I gotta pay, man I'll beat that pussy up like it's sports entertainment I got money in the bank, bitch, and I ain't waiting Give me the title now, I'll take it without hesitation I shatter competition, bring them to their undertaking Then tombstone their bitch into the motherfucking pavement It's hell in a cell, so I stay away from cops Cops a merch from my website, it was made in Sweatshops, enjoy the mixtape, even though you hope it flops. Ayo, Enzo, hit him with it when the beat drops. Yeah, y'all catch that? Dabbing Aladdin, shattering competition. I didn't think so. Riding around the town a couple pounds, bitches love how I put it down. I ain't stopping for a fucking. Coming in, I'll be blowing up, always reading up. I'm the shit you just up. Get the grants, that's the master plan. Fuck it, make it mills. All about my bills, you'll never catch me with a I'm in charge and I'm living large. Smoking on cigars, I will let you hit it, but you looking like a. you doing how's your mother welcome to the motherfucking dabbing aladdin podcast episode 156 the red light tranny spectacular this is somewhat of an emergency broadcast after the events of last night i just needed to get my voice on the airwaves to the people asap So no waiting until 11 p.m. after Raw tonight. No waiting until the Champ Smokes face blunts whenever we film the next episode. No waiting at all. Today, right at 6.30, all you fucking peasants just got out of work. 
Maybe you're in your car's home. Maybe you're listening tomorrow on iTunes or wherever the fuck you're listening. If you're not subscribed on iTunes, go subscribe right now to Dab and Aladdin Podcast and Talking Seaweed. And, uh, yeah, so shit went down last night at Hell in a Cell, and that is what we are going to talk about. I got the one, the only, the fucking top five greatest albinos of all time. Who are the five best rappers of all time? Think about it. Dylon, 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 and Dylon, because I spit hot fire. Boom, clap. And of course, the oldest man in podcasting history, the spent one, the man with the chalkboard in the nursing home, keeping track of the Dab and Aladdin podcast champions, got chicken scratches on the wall like an inmate, counting down to his next belt win. <laughs> Bring, it down. Bring it down. I am. I am here. Chalking it up on the chalkboard. <laughs> yep. The most winningest you know, champ, you know. the real champ, and your very first podcast, Dab and Aladdin podcast champ, the spent one, <laughs> spent Kent, is here. You guys are welcome. All right. All right. Before <laughs> we get into this red light fiasco, let me just say this. Um, I didn't even I didn't time the main event, nor did I keep score. Because here's what happened: we couldn't get like a list. If you guys listened the other night, you know we had a lot of trouble finding a list of the actual matches. They only had really announced four matches, and then all these yeah. other little fucking wrestling websites had like speculation matches, like what fucking what could be matches, what what they thought were gonna be the matches and shit. But that was all fucking wrong. And we picked basically the wrong fucking matches because none of the, none of the extra matches that we thought were going to happen happened. The fucking, it was really just the four matches. Shinsuke didn't have a match. Mustafa Ali faced fucking Randy Orton. So that one didn't count. The fucking Revival, do they even have a match? I don't I, I don't think they did. They did the fucking I don't, know, I don't think uh, they had yeah. the fucking uh, no, no, because they, they had, had the War Raider one. Yeah, they had the oh, War sorry. Raiders against the club. Yeah. Yeah, so they announced yeah, all these other matches. That. Yeah, they literally announced like, all these other matches. Dude, like, the pre-show started at 6. They announced these matches at, like, 5 o'clock. There would have been no way I could have gotten in touch with all of you guys and gotten all of your picks and redone this. So if we want to go ahead and tally up the scores right now based on just the four matches that we can pick, we can fucking do that. Um, I did, we're going to need to have a time from the main event if we don't, if it's a tie, which it probably will be because it's only which, four which fucking Which it probably matches. will be, yeah, because, I mean, there's just, yeah. like, from what I so, saw. <laughs> Bailey versus Charlotte. Charlotte won that match. So that's yeah. a point for Dylan and only fucking Dylan. Yeah, he <laughs> <That was laughs> everybody, everybody else picked Bailey. Uh, the Bludgeon Wherever Brothers match. There, <laughs> Bludgeon Brothers, they lost to fucking Roman and Daniel Bryan, right? So that's a point for everybody besides me. So that's two, one, one, and one. So Dylan's up. And then you got the Sasha Banks match. That was Sasha versus Becky, right? Yeah. And And Becky won won that one. Becky Mm -hmm. won. So that's a. Dylan probably picked Becky. Yep, he did. (laughs) I picked Sasha. Who who else picked Becky? Jesse picked Becky. So that's two for Jesse. You also picked Sasha Kent. And then the final yep. one, 
the Fiend versus Seth Rollins, that was technically a no contest. That's the ruling that they put online, is that it was actually a no contest. Seth was not disqualified. It was a no contest. So that means that so, Dylan yeah, won. I win. So Dylan's the fucking yeah, Hell in right. a Cell champion. So congratulations well, who did to Dylan. Dylan pick Seth or uh... I chose Dylan Seth. picked Seth. Yeah, he picked yeah. Seth. Well, he shouldn't get a point for that one though. Yeah, no, yeah, nobody a gets a point. One. Nobody but gets a point. But didn't they say? Yeah. I thought they said that they he lost by disqualification. It was um, no, because all was, right. So here, so here, here's what happens. This is the big event. This is honestly bullshit. what. Yeah, here's the fucking. This is gonna be what the people want to hear right now. This is why the name I named the I named the show I Red Light. Catch Dylan anyway, but I just like yeah, I just want to make was, sure. There was yeah. no trannies on the show besides Charlotte Flair, but I just wanted to put the name tranny tranny in the episode name because uh, Ernesto and I were gonna do an episode with the with the word tranny in it last week. It was gonna be like tranny boss fest, and we never did. And I just really felt gypped out of. The word tranny in a podcast, so I really needed to just slip it in there tonight. Needed to slip it in the tranny, you know what I'm saying? So red okay. light, tranny spectacular. Now, first off, I didn't even really notice there was a red light in the arena. So they have this match, and it's the fucking, it's not the Fiend's first match, but it's his first title shot. Big Hell in a Cell match against Seth Rollins. Now, I kind of expected it to just be a normal-looking match, a big Fiend entrance. The entrance looked fucking sick. I texted Dylan during the entrance, and I was like, that looks so fucking cool. So, I have, like, different color lights in my apartment. Like, I have the... It's called Philips Hue. You can, like, change the lights to any color you want. All the bulbs in my apartment are from that. They're, like, $50 bulbs. I have, like, 10 of them. And uh, I fucking... Uh, so I changed all the lights in my apartment to red for that match because I was like, this is going to be sick. I'm going to make my lights red because the cell's red. It's like a horror match. I'm making it red. Like, I, I normally I normally have the lights in my apartment on as blue when I'm chilling. I have them on as, as purple when I'm doing a podcast. And then, like, I, I never really put them on red because it makes it look like there's, like, a fire up here. It's like fucking um, – it's like a horror movie, which is exactly why they did that there. They made all the lights in the arena red. I'm going to guess the people in the arena couldn't see shit because I went to Hell in a Cell like maybe three years ago when it was here. Patrice and I went and the Hell in a Cell matches suck dick because you can't see anything. The whole, they have the whole fucking cell around it painted red. You can't see anything. Then when they spend half the match like faking an injury and bringing out paramedics, on TV, sure, it looks all right because you have the announcers talking and they just show up close. But when you're in your chair and they're bringing down a fucking uh, ambulance and shit and you know it's all fake, you're like, come on. I just want to see someone jump off the fucking cage. I don't want to see all this bullshit, all this fucking, you know, because, like, you, you, you know she didn't break her fucking neck. And it was just like, we, I wanted to see someone fall through the cage. I wanted to see something happen. All that shit doesn't really go over good there. So judging by my experience there, when this match started and they had all the lights in the arena red, which I didn't even notice for a second because all the lights in my apartment were fucking red, I can imagine how angry everyone there was when you paid probably upwards of $200 for your seat to this fucking pay-per-view. And then you're there and you can't see shit because all the lights in the arena are red. I was trying to find some fan footage of what it looked like from the seats. I couldn't really find any. I'm going to keep digging. If anybody has any, please send it to me. But I couldn't, 
all I could find was footage of people fucking screaming after and booing and not leaving. Like, I feel like the match started out okay. People were kind of like, what is going on? And then towards the end of the match, people just started screaming, restart the match and chanting AEW. So AEW definitely comes out of the first week of Wrestling Wars victorious, which is a sad day for me. As you can imagine, I'm not very fucking happy about it. But the reason why they started chanting AEW, I don't think, was because of the red light. The red light fed into it. But what it is, and see, I don't even hate on the red light. Because here's what they did. I told you guys the other night when we did our predictions. Mm, mm. I told you. I told you that they were doing some shit in dark matches after the shows recently where the Seth Rollins is hitting curb stomps and pedigrees and the fiend just gets right back up. So that's probably what's going to happen in this match. There's going to be some no sell shit. And then maybe the lights go out and he disappears. Cause I warned you guys that it was going to might have a messy finish and that all the shit they've been doing. So I hate to say, I told you so, but I pretty much told you so. And what I called was pretty much right. And I don't even hate it because I, I, I hated it before when they were doing it in dark matches. Cause I was like, this is gay. They're kind of, they, they, they were testing it out like a fucking comedian testing out material before it's all done. They had to test it out on the audiences and see how it is. And then they did it for real at the pay-per-view. So they have, the reason I don't hate it is because this whole new gimmick is like a horror gimmick. It's supposed to feel like a horror movie, look like a horror movie, be scary. So you have this horror character out there, make the lights red. So it's like a different element. I'm not going to hate on it completely because when I was watching this match up until the ending, at first, I, at first it took me maybe like four or five minutes to actually get into it because it was just like a shock that they were actually making the lights in the arena red. And I was like, this is this is a mess. This isn't going to be good. Even though I may not hate it on my TV, I know everyone in the arena has to fucking hate it. And I know people are going to be complaining because all wrestling fans are bitches. So my mind was just running wild, texting people for the first five minutes, like not really into it. But then I started getting into it, and I started realizing what they were doing. And what they were doing was really making it like a horror movie starring Seth Rollins. So it was like Freddy Krueger, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, with fucking the main character in it who's being tortured is Seth Rollins. It's like fucking Saw. Seth Rollins wakes up in the room, and he needs to defeat the Fiend to get out. And every move that Seth Rollins does, normally he does a curb stomp. It finishes his opponent. He does a pedigree. It finishes his opponent. You, You use a weapon. It finishes the opponent. But what's happening here in this horror movie nightmare for Seth Rollins, nothing he does is working. He does like 20 fucking curb stomps. It's not working. He does a pedigree. It's not working. He hits him with a chair, with a ladder, with a hammer. Nothing's fucking working. Like, why isn't this working? It's a fucking horror movie. And I'm not hating on it. That was good. It may not have looked good in the arena, but on TV, it certainly looked and felt like a horror movie. It was some risky shit, something that they probably would have tried during the Attitude Era, I believe. And I'm not fucking hating on it. I wasn't hating on it. The reason why I'm hating on it and why everyone else is hating on it and why hashtag cancel WWE Network is trending in America right now is because of the ending. Everybody knows in a Hell in a Cell match, you can't get disqualified. There can't be any... If you're going to have a no finish in the match, it would have had to be, like I said, like the lights go out and then Bray Wyatt's gone. And even that is a fucking cop-out gay ending that the fans would have gone home mad. Instead, what they did is they have Seth Rollins just pile all the weapons in the arena on top of the Fiend. Fucking ladder, chairs, everything you can find, a toolbox, 
just pile everything on top of him. And then he gets the hammer from under the ring. And then he hits him with the hammer and they ring the bell and it's over. There's no, that can't yeah. happen. That's against the rules. In a fucking hell, that's why it's called hell in a cell. And why they prep it like, no man goes in and then comes out the same. No one leaves hell in a cell the same as they went in. It's yeah. all you can use, yeah. use yeah. weapons. like Triple H. Yeah, you can use <laughs> weapons. You can go fall through the top. You can fall off the side. You can do all this. But now all of a sudden he hits him with a hammer. Once you enter, and you there, never come out the same. <laughs> yeah, and there wasn't, e- there wasn't even any impact from the hammer on him because he didn't even hit him. He hit a fucking – with 20 chairs on top of him. It's like when you, like, if you put a – like, if, like, when you were little, you ever put a bunch of pillows on top of one of your brothers or cousins and then just jump on them, do a swanton bomb, and they can't even feel it because all the pillows are on top of them? That's exactly what it was. You could fucking hit that pile with that hammer as hard as you want. He's not going to feel any impact because he has a mask on and because there's fucking a bunch of, like, fake plastic chairs on top of him. So, it's not even like, – aside from the, knowing that it didn't hurt him, you can't get disqualified in a Hell in a Cell match. That's the whole fucking point of Hell in a Cell match. So you're just gonna you're just gonna pretend like like everything you've taught us for the last twenty years didn't happen because That's you don't know how to end this match. Just because you don't know how to end this match, we're just gonna suspend the yeah, rules. That's pretty like, pathetic. Yeah, dude. Like, what you? That's just total disrespect to the fans, which is why yeah. the fans are reacting the way they are, like booing, saying I want a refund. Just like over the summer. It's like over the summer when they had that steel cage match with Shane and uh, uh, who was it? it was Shane and somebody else where uh, the guy pinned him and Shane, or pit and the uh, ref didn't even count it. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't break the Shane McMahon match last night was actually pretty good. The Shane versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, last night. I was, yeah, I, I was hating. I was hating on it before because I was like, why is this storyline still going on from fucking months? Like, when are they going to wrap this shit up? But that was, they, they probably knew that they wanted to wrap it up on the first SmackDown in a ladder match in that kind of a fashion. And if Shane McMahon is going to step away from TV now, he's going to end it on his terms in a ladder match doing a crazy coast to coast through the announcer's table, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm liking AEW better on Wednesdays. I'm I mean, so new, tired okay. of WWE and their bullshit. You fucking get rid of all the look, even though the fucking arena looks like it's New Day. Look, like on on Wednesday nights, like like when it comes down to it, AEW is a new product, and even though it's on a new channel and it's now two hours and it's now live, NXT isn't really a new product. We know what it is. So for the beginning, at least. I believe AEW is going to edge it out because they have yeah. the like they have that new factor like the curiosity. It's just factor. better, and it's not People all that new. I mean, when I hear Tony Schiavone and I hear Jim Ross, for me, you know, it takes me back to when it was on TNT when it was uh, yeah. Nitro and all that shit. You know, I watched all that through the '90s, and I used to watch Georgia Championship Wrestling back to the '80s, and Schiavone was a was an announcer. So this yeah. just got some of the old school feel to it for me too. Got them juices yeah. a flowing, and I was impressed from front to back of Wednesday's episode. That's all I've seen of AEW. 
I've heard about it, seen some shit Ken's on YouTube, but that's it. I've never yeah. watched the show See, or, or, or that that, you know. th- that that that's what I'm saying. It's like that new factor. You're curious about it. I'm not as curious about it as some people because I've already been to two live w- two live AEW events and been banned from the company. So I pretty much know what they are, you know. And yeah. most people don't. Most people are going to see an advertisement and say, what is that? I, I just like Jericho first, in it. it I like, good, man. you know. You know, it wasn't bad. I just bad. Like, like what they're doing. And I grew up. Not, they're not rated GWWE bullshit. Dude, you know, they're WWE saying son of a bitch oh. and bastard. Yeah, dude, dude, dude. WWE is edging out of the fucking, edging out of the PG era, dude. They're, yeah, but what a little baby they're trying to push it, if, if you will, at a time. I was hoping I mean, for blood last night. I was hoping for more blood last night. With the I, think this, I think WWE is about on the same level as AEW now when it comes to Fuck the profanity no. and the adult shit. Yeah, Fuck dude. No. Dude, it ended with fu- fucking Raw last <clears throat> week. Ended with Bobby Lashley making out with fucking Rusev's wife in front of him. The, on Friday, you had The Rock had a whole arena, ch- had a whole arena chanting STD. You gotta. They said yeah. they called someone a beta cuck on live TV. It's not kids programming anymore. Maybe they'll let. Maybe I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they keep the PG rating on SmackDown on Fridays and they on Raw on Mondays. It's just Paul Heyman's fucking playground, and they give him the TV fourteen rating also. Well, that'd be nice. That was Heyman is Raw. When I grew up. I never really watched WCW because I grew up watching WWE and I grew up arguing with my uncle. I grew up arguing (laughs) with my uncle that, that Stone Cold could beat Goldberg. I remember, I remember being in my grandmother's basement, having a like debate with my uncle when I was like seven that Stone Cold would beat Goldberg. And he was like, no, nobody can beat Goldberg. If he's thinking Goldberg, no, Stone Cold, hands down. Exactly. I still especially before the neck day. injury though, you know, from uh from Owen Hart. And what, ninety nine yeah. was it? Or ninety eight, whenever it was. It's okay. Yeah. Owen redeemed himself. Nah. But yeah, really. But yeah, I mean but see that's when I started watching WWE again. Was like like the, right in the beginning of the attitude they were start they were making over Stone Cold. He church come on as the widow maker and shit. Like, oh come on. Or, or no, no, what was he? He was the uh, uh, he came in oh. as something really stupid. See, this is all before my time. All the shit that you like yeah. to mention is like way before my fucking time. The first thing yeah, you would have been my, like four years my old. My first, my first wrestling memory, right? My first two. I I vividly remember the first two times I saw wrestling. The first time I saw it, I was about six or seven years old. I was living in with Strawberry. And I turned on the TV in the living room, and The Undertaker was crucifying Stephanie McMahon on a cross <laughs> above the ring, and Stone Cold came out and saved her. And I was just like, what the what fuck is girl. this? Like, what, am I, sick of what it, am I watching right now? And then not <laughs> too long after that, probably in the same year, I went over to my dad's house for the weekend. My parents had, like, just gotten divorced at the time. He was living with my aunt. So I was in my Aunt Joanne's basement, and there was, like, a little old TV. It was actually, like, a bigger TV in the basement, but it was, like, an old, old one. And I remember turning it on, 
and it was the Godfather who now I I like personally know, and he was in the ring with a hoe. He had his hoe train, and he took yeah. a girl. He took a girl from another group, and he was kidnapping her. And, and to make her part of the hoe train, he had to pierce her tongue. So he had this hoe in the middle of the ring, and he was ready to pierce her tongue. And then she got saved. They didn't actually pierce her tongue. But as a fucking six-year-old, seven-year-old, and that's <laughs> the first two things you see is the girl being yeah. crucified yeah. and a girl about to get her tongue That was, yeah, I, was like, I mean, that was, I was uh, like, I don't know what this is, but I know that I want to do a show about it when I'm older. <laughs> I know. Oh, dude, I was, just imagine me, though, dude. Me. Just think, you never got to see, y'all never got to see Stone Cold and watch him in his career, in his early career, when he was stunning Steve Austin. Yeah, and I don't, I, I, I was go back to watch back on the WWE Network. Sounds like a pussy is stunning Steve Austin. He was he has he had his best, his manager there his valet. Uh, him and Chris Adams had some great gentlemen Chris Adams, great matches. And uh, then he went into the WC or yeah WCW, and he was rocking in there for a while. You know him and him and Brian Pillman, the Hollywood Blondes, tag team champions. And then he went to WWE, mm-hmm. and I was like, watch them waste this talent. Because I hated WWE then. And uh, I was like, watch them waste this fucking talent. I remember, you know, it was like 1994 or whatever. I was just, brah. And, but, and, and it, it, he goes in there WWE like 95 or 96. And I was like, watch him. And sure enough, they gave him a stupid gimmick. But then he turned into Stone Cold. I was like, now I'm going to start watching. Shawn Michaels started the, or, uh, the click, started rocking, and DX started. And I started watching the Attitude Era began, and that was cool. I got back to WWE, but I always liked WCW better for the most part. I certainly like Georgia Championship better than anything that's ever been back in the '80s with Flair and the Horsemen, Dusty Rhodes, the Road Warriors, Koloff, yeah, I mean, and all that. Of them course, guys. you like Georgia wrestling better because you're a redneck Shit. and they cater to you. It's but the best wrestling anyway, ever. The, Georgia the Championship is, wrestling. The that's point where Flair that has all his championships. All, we all think of our memories of wrestling. Like, that's what, like, bigger than anything, what I think about wrestling, like, what it is, I think, really at its core is, like, is, like, memories. Like, they want to make the moments. They want to give you something to remember. And when you think about it, you always think about what you saw as a little kid and what the glory days were for you and what defined, like, what brought you into wrestling as a wrestling fan and, like, you know, like, what fucking makes it for you. And when I think back about what makes it for me, it's like those two first memories that yeah, I just told yeah. you about. And what I love the most is when you just were watching it and it just felt like something out of this world. Like, what am I watching right now? And they got yeah. away from that, I think, because they stopped taking so many risks. Whether it was to be more PG or whether it was to like make sponsors happy or do whatever they were doing, but it started looking more and more the same every week. You tune in and you see the people in the ring and you see the fucking people backstage and then in the ring, backstage and then in the ring. The announcers, the audience, the ring. Kent, that echo is fucking killing me. That echo is killing me. But so you know, but listen, listen. This is the point that I'm trying to make is that they got away from they got away from taking risks. Is what I think. It started to look more and more uniform, more and more the same. The most different thing you'd see every night would be like an eight-man tag match because it's different than just two guys in the ring. You started to see the same shit 
over and over again. And although people may hate on the ending from last night, like I was, I think I was like, it, it, it was hard. It, I started out not liking the main event and then I got sucked into it and I liked it. And I was all in with it, enjoying it until the bell. I would say until they decided to go against the hell in the cells, I was in and I'm in because think about what I just told you. My first two resting memories. I turned it on, saw the undertaker crucifying this bitch. saw the Godfather piercing this bitch's tongue. I was like, what the fuck is this? And now if a little kid turned it on for the first time and the first thing they see is it's all red and they see this guy in a mask who's fucking scary giving their hero Seth Rollins a fucking mandible claw. And it's like, that's going to leave an impression and that's going to be something different. At least it's taking a risk. At least it's not the same fucking shit that you always yeah. see. It's something different. And I'm all, I'm all for that. I'm all for different. I'm all for making it look different. That's something I think that AEW is going to have the edge on too, is they are going to have a, going to have a really unique looking product. At the end of the day, they don't have the production team and the money that WWE has. So WWE is always going to be able to go further and further. And that's what WWE needs to do to be successful is flex their fucking muscle and work that budget and do everything they can. That but they ain't going to matter someone like me. I want better wrestling. Yeah. I want better storylines. I want better storylines. I don't care about the band. Yeah, if you're, yeah, but I'm just telling you, if if what to win this battle and stay on top, they need to do what they can do, what AEW can't do, and what that is is a show clips from the fucking '90s like they have been for the Glory era to hit the nostalgia factor. AEW doesn't have; they have like the people, like they got Siobhan and Jr. and all those fucking people, some of the wrestlers and stuff, but. They don't have that WCW footage. Vinnie Mac owns all that shit. Yeah. So good luck with that <laughs> on the fucking WWE Network. That's why Vince is the fucking king. He has, like, the best distribution system, the best advertising system, the best production team, so they can go the furthest with crazy ideas, like let's make all the lights well, in the arena red. Well, he bought up everybody. He bought everybody. Yeah. He bought the business mm-hmm. for a while. I mean, that's why the product's been shitty for the past 10 years or whatever. Because they could go to sleep. They had no competition. But yeah. if you guys, I don't know if you know this, but back in the day there were territories in wrestling. Yeah. WWF was just the, the Northern Territory, Connecticut, and that whatever. And he'd go buy the big yeah. names out of those territories that were surrounded him, down to Georgia wrestling, all of that. And then he'd turn them, their big names into jobbers and, and kind of ruin people's reputations. He weren't supposed to do that. People didn't like Vince, but he was the hungriest, shrewdest motherfucker, and he built that empire. But back in the yeah. day, he was hated because and he still is. I mean, he, oh, he yeah. you know just buy up all the talent Dude, anywhere that, that, else. That, that, that's but see, literally what AEW player, is. Uh, AEW is the, the bunch 80s, of people that hate Vince. That's why the, the first guy to hand out the fucking a the guy to display the AEW championship at the fucking Double or Nothing event was Bret Hart. Someone who probably hates Vince the fucking most. The whole company is just people who hate Vince McMahon trying to get back at him. That's literally, and people who hate, yeah. who hate Triple H too. Somebody fucking posted a picture today. One of these people on Facebook that I'm friends with from the, one of the wrestling meme groups. And it was a picture from 10 years ago. Stone Cold fought Cody Rhodes in a fucking cage match. And Triple H hit him in the face with a sledgehammer and pinned him to win. And they said, 10 years later, Cody Rhodes is going to get his revenge because of that same exact weapon. 
It's a sledgehammer in a cage that lost Triple H the first week. It's fucking poetic. I get it. It's true, dude. It's fucking <clears throat> poetic. It is. But well, like, it's like you were saying, too, about memories of uh, of WWE. It's like Kent, that echo is fucking horrible. If you think about anybody that's tried to tune in the WWE in like the last ten years, where can they where could they have tuned in to actually get a memory like we have from watching wrestling? Like God, yeah, one, I I one of my vivid ones too is like Jeff Hardy swantoning from thirty five forty feet in the air. It's like yeah. when the when the hell else is they when the when has anybody else put their bodies on the line for wrestling after saying they love the business the way the old guys used to? Yeah, that, that's definitely true. Kids that were like seven to fifteen through the last like five to 10 years, their like memories, what they remember that's going to be awesome is going to be, they're going to, I feel bad for them because they definitely don't have the memory quality that we have from the attitude era. The fact that we were able to be kids during the attitude era, that's like, Oh, and I was, I was a kid during the tail end of the attitude era. When I was like in my prime of being a wrestling fan, was when I was like 12 years old, and that was the ruthless aggression era, and that was pretty good too. Like, you, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, like that was me too. Like, mine, mine was like a little bit of that, a little bit of ruthless aggression, and then it was mainly the HD era back when John Cena was like the king of kings, versing Triple yeah, H. Yeah, y'all, I feel like, sorry for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we feel sorry for them kids. I feel sorry for y'all. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was in my late 20s aggression. during the Attitude Era. You know, oh, I was I was kid like fourteen when Hulk Hogan started getting popular. Yeah, dude. I'm but I didn't like happy. all that shit. I like Roddy Piper. You know, I was and I like W. Uh, well, before it was WCW, NWA wrestling, and Georgia Championship wrestling. Once again, I say go back and watch it on YouTube. Way better product than ever, ever been or ever will be. Yeah, <clears throat> but See, I'm at the same time though, like. How 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 we talk about how we feel bad for the younger generations, like how you were saying you were in your you were in your twenties for the attitude era. I'm happy yeah. that I get to be in my twenties and that the internet is around for the fucking new Wednesday night wars. Because now I gotta be in my twenties where I fully understand that everything that's yeah. going on and I have the shows to talk about it and everything. And yeah. it, you have the internet now where you really know everything. Like, if this was going on back in the day, we know a frat. If this was back in the day, AEW wouldn't even exist because AEW is the internet wrestling company. They're birthed off of a fucking YouTube series and off of all this internet shit. People wouldn't know as much about the indies without the internet because, yeah. you know what I mean? You would just know about the little shit that's in your fucking town. It would be, it's more territorial, like you were saying, with the fucking yeah. indies. Now, with the internet, people go on YouTube and watch videos, and if there's some fucking crazy guy in bumfuck Canada that's doing crazy flips and shit, everybody's going to see it on YouTube. And then AEW's going to fucking sign him, and then he's going to be there, and everybody's going to see the whole... It's, a, it's all fucking internet wrestling company. They sell all their yep. fucking shirts online and everything. It, I mean, they have them in Hot Topic, too, which is honestly a, pr- a pretty pretty big achievement. I'll, I'll even give it to Can't them. Wait as big Hater as I am. Well, I mean, they have WWE t-shirts in there, too. Yo, we all need to pitch in and get Ken a new phone. Because this Echo... Yeah, is really, dude, I got a fan on it. I, I got a fan on I want to turn it off, so I'm just going to mute it. It really ruins 
it it was it sucks because I wish you could just stay buzzed in, but it really ruins the quality of the show. Nobody is gonna yeah. nobody's gonna listen with bad quality. When actually fun story, at the first Starcast convention, I went there and I talked to Jewish wrestling superstar Colt Cabana about podcasting and I asked him what's the biggest podcasting Wait, you talked to a yeah, I did. Believe it or not, had a complete <laughs> civil conversation. Nobody was killed. Nobody was bombed, gassed, fucking war tortured. Nothing. Just me versus me and not verse. Sorry, there is 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 no war here. There there is no war here. It was a complete friendly meeting. Even though he now has blocked me on Twitter, I don't know why. But you pissed him off. We, Fake news. <laughs> We had a we had a complete civil conversation, myself and Cole Cabana, and I asked him what advice he would give a fellow podcaster because his podcast is probably slightly more successful than mine. And he said quality. He said if the quality sucks, they're not going to listen. If they tune in and it's all fucking staticky and sounds like it was recorded on a fucking payphone or whatever and it's fucking garbage, they're not going to listen. Maybe they'll tune in like fucking... Uh, like a uh, couple months later, but it's going to be hard. You have to keep that quality up. Cause even if you do fucking 10 or 50 good episodes, and then you do one where the quality's off, that could be someone's first time listening or even a regular listener. Could be like, I'm not dealing. I'm not listening to this pocket. I'm going to go listen to Joe Rogan yeah, experience be, where it sounds like it was yeah, recorded on the best equipment in the fucking planet. That could be turning away a guy that wants to give us money for our show. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also, I don't know if he said this or not, but what a lot of people do say that is true is also consistency, which is something that I lack on this show because I put so much effort into Champ Smoke's face blunts and that being consistent. But there's like a whole team behind that, all these moving parts. So a lot of times episodes like can't always happen on time or stuff fucking happens because there's so many people involved with that. So I need to fucking work on keeping this one consistent as well as that one. And because uh, at the end of the day, I do want to build the audience for this podcast and make money off it and fucking, you know, just keep the fucking consistency up. It, it was consistent. Like, I'm very proud that we have 156 episodes of this show. I see other people that don't have as many episodes and I'm like, yeah, we got 156 here. Then I got like 28 Champ Smokes Face Blunts episodes, a few dead motherfucker shows. Been you were doing a bunch two, of shows. two shows a week when you started off, too. Like yeah, you wanted dude. to do a Wednesday and a Saturday. Yeah, and if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have the ability to do Champ Smokes Face Blunts. Like I sharpened my fucking, my fucking sword there, doing all those fucking three-hour, doing like six hours of Dab and Aladdin podcasts a week. That's where I built up the skills and sharpen my sword to be able to do 20 minutes to an hour every week. part of that shit. And so, uh, Hell yeah. It's so rough. Uh, Man, I missed that. Yeah, if it weren't for Dennis, I, loved, though, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Dude. So, Give him a I shout mean, out. If it, if it wasn't for Dennis, none of us would be able to do anything, quite frankly. <laughs> but I honestly love <laughs> those one, days. And I love those days, and I want to bring them back because I fucking love chaos. 
I thrive in chaos. Chaos is my favorite shit ever. When people are, I was, I have not been happier in my life than I was when I had a million fucking nerds tweeting me death threats because of the shit in Vegas. That just made me so happy with all that chaos. And I love being on a podcast when everybody's fighting and angry. When I was on the super show and Dennis sneak called in and was fighting with Lee, that was the greatest thing I'd ever been a part of. I fucking love that shit. I love chaos. And this show hasn't been the level of chaotic I wanted to be in a while because two of the great chaos factors were Dennis and Sergio because both of them have the type of personality when when they yeah. get on when they get unhinged there's no getting them back on and it's just going to be a fucking war and then when I'm there to just instigate <laughs> it to keep cringe. them fighting yeah dude it's fucking awesome we need to get those two arguing on a podcast again what was funny is in those somewhere in the first hundred Dab and Aladdin podcasts, we would always there was a bunch of times when actually trannies and gays got brought up, and I would say that I thought it was a mental disorder, and then Sergio would get really triggered, and then Dennis would go even further than I would on it, and it would just be a fucking war. And it was like we had all those war debates about trannies, and I was just trolling, cracking up. And then it when the shit happened, in, then when the shit happened in Vegas, I was like, dude, I couldn't be more prepared for this situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I literally went to boot camp for the last year to prepare for this situation, and now it's just unfolding, and I'm gonna have the time of my fucking life. And that's exactly what Jesus I did. Christ. And it's not over yet. It's still fucking going, and it's never going to fucking stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But we definitely need more chaos. What I, what I think we need to do is we need more people. Like, we need to start hunting more shows. Like, Dennis found my first episode ever because he just randomly called in because he was on there just looking for shows. We need to have people on there looking for shows and we need to find more shows. I need to be a guest on more shows. We need to lure people into this podcast and then just start fucking chaos with them and ruin their lives. That's really what I want to do. You usually just chase people off though. I mean, we need to get some scallywags on this show, you know, that are going to do all this shit, but yeah, you find it. Like go find a show, go get on the person. It's because we're fucking, we're, yeah, dude, we're like cut from a different cloth. People aren't prepared to be on a show like this because they're used to podcasts where like, maybe they'll say fuck a couple times and they think that's like, you know, the extent of like being edgy. And then they look at the names of this episodes and like, we've had at one point, like, We've had some pretty, like, ridiculous... I'm not going to go into names because I've actually changed... I've actually gone back and had to change the names of a couple episodes because <laughs> there was just, like, no way that it could have that on fucking iTunes and have links everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to get a regular job anywhere, which is honestly the beauty of my life is that when everything was breaking down in Vegas, people were, like, trying to figure out where I work so they could get me fired. It's like, yeah, <laughs> fucking good luck. Like, I'm literally doing this whole stunt to promote myself, and you're helping. <laughs> so you can keep trying All to right. get me fired from somewhere that doesn't exist, but it's not going to fucking happen, you know? So pretty awesome. I honestly love my life. I'm pretty fucking grateful. I was thinking that I all weekend. All the followers you got I didn't there. do... I didn't do shit this weekend. Yeah, I got a good amount of followers from it, too. 
I didn't do shit this weekend, dude. I had an amazing weekend on Friday. I feel like, dude, I always feel like such a fucking, I feel good, but like, I feel like kind of a scumbag when I make my girlfriend bring me food and I just sit here and do nothing. But I know that dudes do like a lot worse. Like people, like mainly specifically NFL players, I know for a fact, treat their girlfriends a lot worse (laughs) than I treat my girlfriend. (laughs) Some rappers do too. Yeah. Yeah, really. A lot of people do. So I guess making my girlfriend bring me a pizza while I sit on my fat ass and watch SmackDown isn't really bad. And then I sat here Friday, watched SmackDown. She brought me pizza, and I just watched SmackDown and played Xbox and just chilled. And then yesterday, I dude, no, Saturday, I sat here. Dude, having, having three TVs in the living room is the best thing ever. I thought a TV and a projector was the shit, but having three TVs and a projector is really the shit. That's really the way to live. Because I could have boxing on one TV, UFC on one TV, and play Xbox on one. Or I could have fucking WWE on one, AEW on one, Xbox on one, and do whatever. Saturday night, I had UFC and boxing on. And then yesterday, I just had on fucking football. I had on Red Zone on one TV and the Patriots on one TV. And then I had football on one TV and WWE on one TV. My girlfriend brought me tacos and coffee. And I just fucking sat here. The Redskins almost got you. Tacos for, for like half a quarter. For like half a yeah. quarter, I was I was worried. I was worried and for like half a quarter. Yeah, dude. I just wish that we still had Antonio Brown. That shit fucking sucks, man. You can't just like he didn't actually rape anyone. There's no proof. You can't just cut him because he fucking yep. might have raped someone. You know what I mean? And Just like everybody might have raped someone. It's bullshit. Whatever happened, innocent until proven guilty. He should be here catching touchdowns until there's DNA evidence that he raped those bitches. Until that, he should be on the fucking team. He is a dumbass for texting those bitches. You can't say shit. Welcome that's to, like that's welcome like rule one, dude. You don't say anything. That's where he fucked up, dude. He could have literally gotten away with rape if he just didn't send a threatening text about children in a group chat like that's where he goes wrong he's a fucking idiot and also what what is hilarious to me is that tom brady breaks all these records for throwing touchdowns and yards every week he's breaking a new record it's hilarious to me that tom brady has the most squeaky clean image like family guy just like fucking handsome white dude that everybody loves throws events for retards, just like clean, squeaky clean, married to a supermodel family man. And then the people, though, that he's been throwing touchdowns to are literally rapists and murderers. <laughs> literally. That's what you're like, damn doing on Patsy's. Belichick, hey, Belichick has a nice account. Literally, they, those are who's in the record. Forget, like, doing steroids. Like, this guy might have fucking shot in some HGH in his butt back in fucking 012. You know what I mean? I mean, like, Aaron Hernandez died in jail after killing someone. And Antonio Brown, he was only here a game, but he might have raped some bitches. And there's probably other people on the team, too, that I'm forgetting about that have, like, you know, gotten cut or just swept under the rug. Patriots are genius. Like after all, the, the Patriots like never want to bring in a circus. 
and have everybody like have all the reporters here asking about something that isn't they don't want to answer questions that even are about football. Never mind answering questions about off the field shit. But the only time they've ever done that on purpose, besides this Antonio Brown chicks, they just couldn't resist the potential numbers that would have given Tom Brady this year, <laughs> is right after Aaron Hernandez killed that dude and we had to cut him and they had a jersey turn in and everybody could exchange his jersey for a Vince Wilfork jersey, whatever the fuck they did. Like right after that Bill Belichick fucking brought in Tim fucking Tebow, the biggest circus player ever who would probably still be in the fucking NFL if there wasn't a circus around him just because they knew that that circus might cover up some of the murder scene of Aaron Hernandez. And they, they were, they were right. Definitely worked to an extent. I wouldn't have been surprised if this year they fucking brought in Colin Kaepernick for a workout after Antonio Brown raped bitches. But that might yeah, right. be too. Don't, don't that might the, just uh, be too much forget, circus. Don't forget the team owner also loves to go get uh go get massages. Yeah, I constantly. know. Can't fucking forget about that. But well, I mean, hey, that's not even like so yeah, Brady. Yeah. No, I'm just we're, saying, we're, so yeah, Brady squeaky clean. Play, yeah, Brady dude, squeaky, squeaky clean, clean. Team with a bunch of degenerates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. There's like Tom Brady is gonna be literally a god in New England until the day that we die. Tom Brady's they're oh, literally it's never gonna end. Like we're gonna be explaining oh, to our children one day like why Tom Brady is great and why they're putting up a statue of him this week. And, like, why they're doing this and that. You know what I mean? There's 100% going to be a Brady statue. Multiple Brady I'm statues. Tom, I'm waiting for his college. I'm waiting for Brady Uni- Tom Brady University. Like you're going to change idea. Harvard to Brady University. They'll definitely name a field somewhere after him. They're going to have a bunch of Brady statues. Yeah, yo, you know what? They'll, 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 like, they'll, they'll probably have, like, like, Thomas Edward Brady middle school in Foxborough or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? You know how they always name schools after replace, random fucking uh, people? Well, uh, they're going to replace the eBay logo with uh, Brady's face at Gillette Stadium on the fucking water tower. On the water tank, yeah. <laughs> Everything's going to be him. There's definitely going to be a statue of him in Foxborough. That's pretty sick, though, because, like, when everybody goes to Chicago, they always want to see – like the Michael Jordan statue. That's pretty sick that people are going to, when they, there will definitely be tourists that come here and take a picture with the Tom Brady statue, probably taking a piss on it because I don't think you like Tom Brady if you're not from here, but. Oh, and you know, the New Yorkers are going to destroy it. Like you, you know how they always joke on South Park about uh, Elway? Like, not not really in recent seasons, but they used to always joke about John Elway yeah. on South Park. There was some shit with the, with the John Elway statue once, and they all just joke about how they all praise John Elway. That's definitely how Tom Brady's going to be here. Everybody. But he fucking oh, yeah. deserves it, man. I could go over the story of Tom Brady a million fucking times, but it really is the ultimate, like, hero's fucking journey or whatever where he just fucking you know I mean, you comes up from give, fucking you nothing you gotta give Belichick some credit also as being one of the best coaches too yeah it's interesting I mean, yeah y'all really just came out of nowhere team. man dude now I, he's sick of it 
<laughs> yeah, dude. I see. I like. Um, I don't know. I think that Belichick wants to win one without Brady, but I heard somewhere on the radio that like they think that like they they, they like do market research and shit, and they found that the people in New England have more of a connection with Tom Brady than they do with the Patriots. Like when you think of the Patriots, you just think of Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like he has more value to the state, the whole region of New England. Tom Brady has more like value in people's minds than the Patriots. Like when they think of the Patriots, they just think of Tom Brady. Like on Sundays you watch Tom Brady. It's not yeah, the Patriots. Yeah. You know, you're 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 really just watching Tom he, Brady and all a, these guys. Yeah, I mean he's worshipped by you guys. You guys all have their, your tongues in his ass. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You Patriots yeah. fans. He fucking <laughs> deserves it, dude. See, I always thought Belichick is gonna stick around. Uh, I actually had an interesting conversation about this with my stepdad recently. He was saying he thinks that Tom Brady is going to be the coach of the Patriots after all is said and done, like Tom Brady will retire and then become the coach. I'm like, I don't know. I picture, like, you notice how they They show Belichick's son? They've been showing Belichick's son on the sidelines a lot with the fucking headset on. That's why Belichick, he's keeping his son around there. He wants his son to succeed him and a Belichick to always be in charge of the fucking Patriots, you know? And I don't be, know. That would be crazy. <laughs> I feel like the Patriot, as far as, like, ratings go and stuff, and people who aren't actually, like, hardcore football fans, the average fucking dumbass New Englander who just wants to tune on on Sunday, like, like women and shit, they feel like there's more of a chance if you, if, like, in 10, 10 20 Not years from now. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's funny. laughs> what are you talking about 10-20 years from now like, Brady will still be playing yeah I know right but I'm just saying if you <laughs> if if 10-20 years from now you're trying to get some bitch to watch the Patriots game do you think there's more of a chance she watches if you say Bill Belichick's son who looks like a fucking troll is coaching or if you tell her <laughs> that Tom Brady is coaching Tom Brady yeah exactly Tom Brady's son is the QB no, he's not going to be – yeah, I mean, that would be fucking something. You know that kid's going to look good, too. His dad's Tom Brady and his mom's a fucking supermodel. Watch him become a heroin addict and shit. Genetics. <laughs> Does Brady have a daughter? That's fucking hilarious. Dude, back in the day, Bill Belichick's son used to hang out with a girl from my high school who was, like, definitely on the, the drug addict end of the spectrum. But <laughs> – <laughs> but she's just like a smart drug, drug addict Or did she just like look like a drug addict She just did drugs like a drug addict <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's a party <laughs> Well I got I got a question now oh, So man. what's Dylan winning in it, it, this title, uh, it should I, I think it should be a, a women's championship for Dylan. I, like I win all your belts. I win Kent's chalkboard. I want Kent's chalkboard. I've just been kind of being a Jew ever since I dropped like all that money on that Jew belt because that shit was like a couple hundred. Yeah, now it's in the hands of the black Jew. The black Jew, Patris. 
And I just been I haven't bought any more belts. I used to spend money on a belt every month, sometimes multiple times, and mail it to someone. Now I've been being a Jew. I sent Trip a T-shirt that I already had, so I didn't have to send money. Called it the AEW Championship. Now I just need to figure out which belt. I got to get some form of belt to send to you and to send to fucking Dylan. Maybe I should just fucking start sending old WWE cards that I have at my dad's house. Be like, this month up is a, is a fucking Chris Benoit or a fucking this card with the piece of Stacey Keebler's panties. I, dude, I have like 20. Dude, I have like 20 Chris Benoit cards, dude. I used to collect WWE cards like a motherfucker. I used to collect action figures, too. But at some point, I threw all my action figures away, which I'm still sad about. But I never threw away the cards. I still have a fucking box of wrestling cards, and it's so fun to look yeah, through them, dude. I burned all my it's so fun. I burned all the burned Pokemon in Yu-Gi-Oh. I still got all my baseball and football. I have a binder of Pokemon cards I got from my mom's house. I thought about maybe selling some on eBay, but I, I honestly don't think it's worth the time. They don't really go for that much money. I was selling random shit on eBay, but it's such a pain in the ass to list shit. Now I like just listed all my merchandise from my website on eBay because I have a bunch of it, and it's been fucking selling, dude. I've been doing I've been doing more sales on eBay than I have been on my website. I've been crushing it on eBay. It's been pretty solid. Just randomly you get on Amazon. Yeah, you have to pay money to be on Amazon. I honestly should yeah, fucking do it figure. though. It's like a, I think it's like two hundred a year. Or something like that to get on Amazon. Yeah, it's not bad. They actually have dabbers on there. Like, dude, if you go on Amazon and you search for sword dabber, some of them are, like, really similar to the ones I sell. Or, like, are pretty much the ones I sell. And, dude, dude, listen to this, dude. Dude, this fucking pisses me off, dude. Like nothing else, dude. I thought I was so creative, dude. Dude, I thought I was so creative when I was like, we should make a Game of Thrones sword dabber. And I went out and I had my brother draw the fucking design for it. And I had the gooks make it. And I had this fucking, I have two of them. I sold one to Ernesto. I think I had three. I gave one to my stepbrother, gave one to Ernesto, and I kept one. And then we never made them because China was giving me a fucking trouble making them. And then if you search, if you search sword dabber on fucking Amazon, one of the first things that comes up is a fucking Game of Thrones collectible mini sword. And it's not the sword that it's not the sword I made. Dude, it's only 13 bucks. It comes with a fucking like paperback Game of Thrones book and it comes with a little sword. It's not a dabber, but like. You could probably fucking dab off it. You could probably dab off it, dude. Dude, I should just buy... I should just... They have a different one with a different sword, too. They have one with Oathkeeper, the Dyke sword. Dude, I should just buy these. Is it made of of titanium? Does it say what it's made of? Replica, display stand. It doesn't say what it's made of, though. It's probably made of fucking lead. And if you dab off it, you're probably going (laughs) to fucking die. What about that other sword idea we had? This the one from Narcos. Yeah. What? Oh, the sword that Pablo got? Yeah, yeah, dude. That was a fucking good idea, dude. Pablo Escobar sword. Let me look up this shit. Uh, yeah, it's Simon I mean, Bolivar's cool sword. 
That is cool, dude. They were just giving me fucking trouble in China the last time I wanted original designs done. They were just trying to you get me more. whatever they had. I was like, no, I need you to make this. I think it's because Donald Trump, honestly. I think it's the reason why they fucking... I'd be more expensive go- now. Yeah, because of all the fucking laws and shit. But it doesn't even... I don't know. Honestly, it I could sell shit for a lot more if it was made in America... Because people that have money and are on fucking, uh, like, Instagram and shit and are fucking nerds, they all, like, they all want to feel like they're special because they've never done anything in life to, like, express themselves. They all just, like, work jobs and then go on Amazon. I mean, not fucking Amazon. I'm fucking high. I just have Amazon open in front of me. Let me take a sip of this coffee. See, that's why you need to just add something to the sword so you can say it's manufa- it's made in America, like all these other things yeah. do. They're manufactured in Mexico, but they're made in America. Yeah. yeah. But so here this is the thing. All these people want to feel special because they don't do anything. Like I do what I like to do. These people don't do what they like to do. These people wish that they did something that was worthy of having a logo. That's the new thing. Everybody on Instagram now is like making their own logos and making their own stickers. They don't do anything. Like why are you, you don't why do you have a you, they have a brand and the brand is just videos of themselves getting high. Like you're not you're not selling anything. You're not doing anything original. You just want you just wish you did. So you just have a a fucking logo made of your face. Half the half of people's logos just look like those bitmojis. You would have been better off just making a fucking bitmoji yourself before paying someone to make a logo that just looks like a fucking bitmoji. So everybody just wants logos. They don't fucking do anything. They make put them on fucking stickers or whatever. They just want to feel special on Instagram and they don't they don't do anything. And then they want to have people make them stuff that's just for them. So they can be like, yeah, this is custom. So like, people hit me up and want, I want a custom sword. I'm like, I don't, I don't do customs. Like, I have what I have. Like, oh, well, I, I want a custom. Like, let me know if you can do a custom. Like, I want one. Like, like this. Like, I honestly should just start doing them and getting them made and just upcharging people a fucking shitload so they can feel special. But. Uh, I've never done that. I've never hit up them like I want to fucking custom. I I guess I did it with like the made in Boston guy. I would get my own custom made in Boston shit and feel like a G. But and honestly, that was probably partly a little bit because I fucking wanted my own thing that I could have a logo for, and I fucking didn't. That's why I fucking looked up to the made in Boston guy. And all those other dudes around Boston that were doing, like, different, even, like, artisty shit or just their own brand and shit because I wanted it. And I fucking watched, and I learned, and now I have it. So, I guess I just got to let people watch and learn from me. And then, But I didn't make a fucking logo before I needed one. Like, I was so happy when I when I started rapping because I was, like, sick. Now I'm going to make an album, and I have to have a logo for it. I'm going to find someone to make a logo, get artwork. This That was, like... That was some of the most fun shit about it, honestly. And uh, I'm just so good at marketing and at branding and at being a businessman that I just happened to turn a logo for an album into a brand. And these people can't even turn their logos into fucking shit. 
They can't even turn it into fucking followers. They turn it into fucking stickers to give no one or to fucking put on dabs and pretend that they made them. And they didn't fucking make them. They didn't make shit. They didn't do anything. I didn't I, I don't I don't make dab swords myself. I have fucking little Asians do that for me, but I don't claim I don't fucking claim I make them. I put my logo on them because I'm a good fucking businessman and a fucking revolutionary marketer and the genius voice of a generation. <laughs> I was just about to say that. And I heard you like fish sticks. I heard you like gay fish sticks, don't you? Are you a gay fish? He loves fish sticks. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, wait, wait, look, fucking... you, you, are we done talking wrestling? Because I got to bounce. No, no, we aren't. We aren't. We're going to go down the card real fucking quick and just talk about everything that did happen. We'll, we'll just fucking run down it real quick. Helena Cell results. Natalia defeated Lacey Evans. See, it, if we picked that, I would have 100% picked Lacey Evans. Same I can here. fucking tell you that. I would have picked yep. Lacey I Evans. Picked so, you're a bitch. Yeah. Fuck Lacey Evans. But why? Like, what does Natalia have to gain from this? She's a fucking old bitch. Lacey Evans is the new up-and-comer. She's sexy. That's who you should be no. pushing. You're not going to have her exactly. fucking lose because to Natalia. And then get no. beat up more. Then get beat up more after the match. Like, what was that? Natalia doesn't need... Yeah, now bad. she's, like, doing, like, almost like a heel turn on a heel. Or is it, like, a face beat up? Like, yeah, you fucking tortured me. Now I'm going to hit you more. Well, dude, it's like, just, like... It's just like uh, was it Alexa Bliss? She was heel on the pre-show and then face during the match. Mm. It's like yeah, I guess. It's like what's going on with those guys? She yeah, I mean they're going heel, heel, face, heel, face. Women's division sucks. Honestly, what WWE needs in the women's division is a tranny. That's the only way they're going to be able to compete <laughs> with AEW. You know. They just really, they're going to need to take someone, take one of the fucking authors of pain, or even better, take both of them and make them women. Make both of the <laughs> oh, authors of pain go. women. Let's say, you know what? Vince is going to say, you know what, AEW? You have one tranny, I have two. Ha ha. We got two identical fucking trannies. You can't touch that. You got one. You're going to need to go fucking get another one of Nyla Rose's relatives Wait, to jump the border and dress tranny. up too. You tell me Nia Jax. Nyla Rose, not not Nia Jax and Tamina both look like Nyla Rose just without a dick. All three of those bitches look the fucking same. Nyla Rose, <laughs> Nia Jax, and Tamina are all interchangeable. That would be a scary triple threat. That would be oh a scary my God. That would be a scary porno. Imagine Nyla Rose <laughs> fucking oh Tamina God. with her tranny dick while Tamina Three fucking eats out Nia Jax. Yeah. Bent over. Three Alexa Bliss. One, Alexa, one Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. That, All right. That's, yeah, that, that, that's, that's a, a porno. I get that out of my head. I just have to that's a porno. Alexa. That's a thousand pounds of woman. That's a porno that only black Whoa, guys man. would watch. That's a porno no, only no, black no, guys no, are no, watching. And albino. That's a little too much. Dude, that's a lot of weight, dude. How much is that? <laughs> you think the three of them is an elephant? Right? I mean, it has to be. over half a ton. That's uh, an elephant, most... dude. <laughs> Either that or a hippo. At least a baby rhino. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean... 
Nia Jax is pretty much a baby rhino. Yeah. And fucking Nia Rose is fucking is a rhino with that fucking horn. Ah, because she has a dick, <laughs> get it? <laughs> I don't know. She could be an elephant. I mean, we don't know how big it is. Yeah. With, yeah. <laughs> it's probably kind of shriveled up because it probably probably takes the fucking hormone pills. The dick is probably pretty tiny. It's probably like it probably an oversized like an clit. Trunk, it's probably like an shriveled. oversized clit at this point. Oh, my God. This is disgusting. They call me transphobic, you know but just, here I am trying to imagine a tranny dick. So we'll just throw Bruce Jenner in, you know, we'll just, we'll just throw her into the mix too. We'll just throw Caitlin in there too. Make it a, make hey, it a man. tornado tag. They're having all these, they're having all these guest athletes on SmackDown, the fucking Tyson Fury, the fucking, they got the MMA guy now came Velasquez. Caitlyn Jenner w- yeah. was a fucking athlete. They should have it win the fucking 24-7 belt. First tranny to win the 24-7 belt. Have it fucking hey, show about, up uh, and... How R-Truth oh, yeah? is better than Ric Flair. He's the 20-time champ. Uh, R-Truth won, t- won, won the 24-hour belt 20 times. He's the, he's the new that's, champ champ. That's fucking hilarious. I didn't see that. That's actually genius. Yeah, he's, they said it that he won it 20 times. So I like technically it. he has more title wins than Ric Flair. Dude, that's the best thing ever, dude. It's so funny. That goes right along with what I was saying earlier about the change of scenery and the different memories. Like, if you're a kid and you turn it on, that's basically a live-action cartoon. A couple of weeks ago, when they had the women, went and, like, after Carmella won it and she started running, when they were chasing her, Kyrie Sane had her little fucking pirate scope and was, like, looking through it <laughs> as she's chasing after her for the belt. It's yeah. like a fucking cartoon, dude. It's like live Tom and Jerry every week, dude. That's some of the best Speaking shit. It's so imagine, funny. Imagine uh, turning on, like, WWE for the first time, and it's just the entrance to fucking Bray Wyatt's fun house. Yeah, dude. Dude, just think about <laughs> the... turn on the, USA the, Network. Yeah, dude. And just think uh, about hey, the bro, variety, too. I got to bounce, awesome. guys. All right, yo, thanks for All calling right, in, Kent. We'll fucking cool, talk to you cool show, soon. man. I'll be around. Yeah, dude. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll fucking do a show this weekend so you have somewhere to call and you don't need to be exactly. homeless as far as podcasts go this weekend. <laughs> yo, cool, man. All right, yo. All right, I'll catch you right, around, guys. dude. Thanks, man. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be around. Peace. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, peace. Yeah. But so, but just like think of the variety of that, that at one point of the night, you can turn on the show and it can be a fucking Tom and Jerry like skit where a line of people chasing each other and it's funny and it's engaging and it's uh, something to look forward to at the same time. And then at another point of the night, you could see the fiend. You know what I mean? It's completely fucking different. How many yeah. different things they have in right. Re- it's really fucking great, man. Wrestling is the fucking shit. This time is better than ever. Like I said earlier, I'm so happy that I get to be this age and really understand what's going on as this is all going down. This is a fucking great era of wrestling. There's so much going on that I don't even know. Like, if I did a Champ Smokes face blunts today or tomorrow, I don't necessarily know what I'd, what I'd talk about because there's so much going on. Normally, I would pick, like, Four, like three or four things from Raw, like three things from SmackDown, a couple news items, and that's that. 
There's so much yeah. fucking wrestling now. I mean, and all of it, most of it is noteworthy. Like, there's things happen that are worth mentioning on Raw last week. Things happen worth mentioning on NXT, on AEW, on SmackDown, and on Hell in a Cell. And it's not like it's going to slow down because now it's not like like this week had a, a lot of wrestling, but there's going to be like one week like this every single fucking month. And there's going to be probably some where there's a not AEW pay per view. Like, I even guarantee this week's you that, draft. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's right going to speed up. And I guarantee you, dude. I guarantee you, within the next six months, we're going to have a week where it's Raw Monday, SmackDown NXT Wednesday. I mean. Uh, NXT and AEW Wednesday, SmackDown Friday, and then Saturday. I guarantee you there'll be one where on a Saturday, the NXT TakeOver and the AEW pay-per-view overlap and go head-to-head. And then on Sunday, you have a WWE pay-per-view. I don't know which one it will be. Then there's going to be somewhere this fucking crown jewel on like a Friday in Saudi Arabia at 1 p.m. There's going to be so much and fucking then after wrestling. Crown jewel. Yeah, and then after Crown Jewel Survivor Series. Yeah, exactly. Do they have an NXT takeover for Survivor Series? Is that one of the big ones? If they do, yeah, watch. I, I bet I bet AEW puts on their show that night. I don't know when their next pay-per-view is. I think yeah. it's in November, full gear or whatever. But, dude, there is so much fucking wrestling. It's like, what do you even touch on? Like, if I was going to do a Champ Smokes face blunts tomorrow, obviously I got to touch on the red light like we just did. And then I mean, one of the things I'm curious about is real. I'm very curious about is to see what's going to happen with the with Kane Velasquez and uh, uh, what's his name Tyson Fury. I'm very curious yeah. to see where where they uh, no, it's Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just curious. I know, yeah, those two are going at it, but then then you got Brock and Kane Velasquez. I'm curious if that goes anywhere too. Yeah, um, Kane Velasquez. There's an article that says he reveals his contract with WWE. Uh, I'm trying to read right now what it is. That not officially hope with tonight and doing what I did, kind of working with them. I'd love to work with them. So he hasn't really said anything. He I hasn't feel like really that would said be anything. Awesome watching those two. Watching those two. Have I like mean, a real he actually he legitimately beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar in UFC. So, I don't think he's going to beat him in WWE. I feel like they probably, they were like, we're going to pay him a bunch of money so Brock can beat him here. So, that way nobody's ever beat Brock completely. <laughs> so, Brock can beat him. Brock and... can feel better about himself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just a confidence <laughs> booster for fucking Brock because he got beat in UFC. But, hey, yeah. Man, Let... Paul, Paul, did they fix this match? No, 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 Brock. You're going to actually beat him. You're going to do it. You, you <laughs> You're going to beat him this time. time. He never beat you. It never happened. Never happened. Never happened. It's definitely you're gonna demolish him so bad that the first one never happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. But so you had the fucking Natalia beating Lacey Evans. You had Becky Lynch defeating Sasha Banks, which I was upset about about, man. I was hoping that we would just give Sasha and Bailey both belts and have them be the fucking heel bitches with belts. But now they took her belt away. So now neither one of them have belts because the other one lost. So that kind of sucks. I'm sick of Becky Lynch. I'm, I hope, sick of, I'm sick of fucking Seth Rollins. Take away both their belts. They're Sasha. fucking boring. They're too good a role models. Nobody, if this is what people are looking up to nowadays, if Seth, dude, literally, 
I was explaining to my girlfriend that Seth Rollins sucks because he, he can't. Well, she was actually hilariously explaining to me that she doesn't like Seth Rollins' voice. It's like too. She, she explained his voice is too thin. Like he should have a deeper voice. She says it, it doesn't match his body. I thought that was hilarious. So he's there with his squeaky little voice. And I was telling her that the reason I don't like his, him and his talking is because all he does is say his fucking catchphrase. Nobody talks like, nobody says like, like talk like back in the day, like Stone Cold, when Stone Cold ended shit with hell yeah, it was like natural. It's so forced when Seth says burn it down. So I was explaining to her that he ends everything and burn it down and it's just so forced. And then as I say that, he goes, I have no choice but to burn it down and then walks away. I was like, see, this is all he fucking does. Yeah, it's so bad. He's not good on the like. He's I guess you could you could call him good on the mic by today's standard because he can read his script. But I want to see people actually go out there and have free reign and fucking talk shit and not be reading off a script saying their fucking catchphrase over and over again to sell T-shirts. It's fucking played out. Yeah, that's what so, really that's what really needs to stop in WWE is full scripting. Like you can yeah you can script part of it. Like, you can, you know what I mean? Like, you can just say, like, I, we want you to touch on these subjects, but let them fucking organically do it. Same with, see, even with the wrestling aspect. It seems like yeah. even with the wrestling, they're starting to script the, even the wrestling, not letting them, let, not letting the wrestlers make the flow of the match. They're like, oh, this yeah. is what's happening. I feel like the Rock just came from. Yeah. I feel like the Rock shit was even a little bit scripted when he came back, dude. Like, he, like, don't get me wrong, yeah. the promo was good and shit, but I don't think he crushed it as hard as I expected him to crush it. Like, you get goosebumps whenever you see the Rock on WWE programming in the ring, cutting a promo, <laughs> saying his classic catchphrases. There's no way you're going to not enjoy it. But I don't think he killed it quite as hard as I expected him to kill it. I expected yeah, him to, I like, kind of uh... crush it. Because I, I expected him to be in there by himself going off and off. And they want, they clearly wanted to use him to get over Baron Corbin and Becky Lynch as much as possible. And so they clearly worked with them, I think, with the whole STD thing. But that was all clearly, like, scripted. Like, it wasn't one of the classic things where he went out there and shit on someone so bad that he ruined their career. It was They were clearly like, all right, we yeah. want you to do this so that people can start cheering for Baron Corbin. It wasn't like a classic rock demolishing someone. It was definitely what they wanted. Yeah, I mean, the best, I feel like the only organic one from that whole thing was him calling him, it was calling Baron Corbin a, uh, looking like the Burger King, Burger King King on crack. Yeah, yeah, that one, that that one I screamed. Dude, I fucking screamed (laughs) laughing when he did that. Like, everyone in the apartment building definitely heard me when that happened. I was like, ah! That was fucking classic rock. Like, that's then the only the, line I can think of the rock coming up with by himself. And then the rest of it just yeah. sounded like, yeah, no way the STD thing was the rock. A writer, a writer definitely didn't tell him to tell Baron Corbin that he looks like the Burger King on crack. He didn't, they didn't tell him that. <laughs> but they definitely, I think, might have told him the STD thing. I don't know why I feel that. I think they were, they might have said we want to change. a little... It's too cliche for The Rock, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. come up with something way more catchy. Yeah. Oh, he, super he de- tough dude. He, he, de- like, he delivered it like The Rock, 
but it just comes off as a little scripted to me for some reason. Like, it, if it was the Raw, like, they definitely had to be like, and the millions, the millions are going to chant STD, STD. Like, that's the way The Rock would do it, but it didn't come off as, like, off the cuff at all. I don't know if it's because it's been a while since he was in front of a live audience. He's been used to fucking filming movies and everything, but he didn't crush it as much as I expected him to crush it. I hope that he goes back and watches it and is like, ah, oh, this isn't as good as I want it to do. I want to come back and do a run. That would be the shit. Yeah. Also, dude, if I, at the end of the day, after all the events from the last week, I think I can honestly say that if you put me in charge of WWE, the way that I would have done it to get the best result is I would have had The Rock go out there and start cutting a classic Rock promo and just be crushing it. Have the whole crowd chanting, have everybody going wild, give The Rock free reign to do whatever he wants, shit on whoever, and just have the audience so happy that The Rock is there, have it going to the point where they don't want it to stop, and then just, they have the fucking lights go out, and then The Fiend just fucking mandible claws The Rock, and fucking goes over on The Rock, everybody loses their fucking mind, and then on Sunday at Hell in a Cell, basically have the same match that was going on, but not end that way. It needs to end with The Fiend getting that belt and having it be Fiend Fiend Mania. He's on every commercial for the fucking video game. He's on every commercial for the network. He's on every commercial for everything. He's on fucking... TV channels, news, and wherever the show is. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He needs yeah. the belt. It needs to be Fiend Mania. He needs it. Like, the more I think about bo- it, the more I think yeah. about it, it was really a, a half-assed bullshit attempt of the Undertaker-Mankind match. Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. It was, you know what I mean? It was kind of like a bullshit attempt to make, to make The Fiend seem like Mankind. Like, by him yeah. sitting up after everything, not getting hit at all, then having him get stretchered out just to come back. Yeah. Yeah. I I can honestly see that. At first when you said it, I was like, what the fuck are you like wh- what are you saying? But now when I think about it cuz I cuz just like because when I thought one. about it, yeah, just because when I thought about it, I was they didn't do any fucking crazy spots off the top or anything. But yeah, I can see where it's making the fiend look really hardcore. But I think also what they wanted to do there on top of making him look like a hardcore Mick Foley where nothing hurts him is make the character strong. Build it up like like how you know Roman Reigns is never gonna lose. Like they want it to be yeah. like that, where it's the strongest character, ninety nine overall in the video game. Nothing's beating it <laughs> like that. Like worst nightmare, and they wanted it to be like a nightmare for Seth Rollins. Like nothing he's doing is like what's a re- like what is your version of a nightmare, Dylan? You fucking go and you have no more weed. There's no more cigarettes, and you're fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your like worst fucking dies. dream. Yeah, your computer dies. There's no electricity. Your parents are yelling. You're fucking mad at everyone. The, your worst nightmare. You know what I mean? Like. What is your worst nightmare? What is a wrestler's worst fucking nightmare? Their moves don't work. Their finisher doesn't work. You know what I mean? That's what it was. It's red. It's dark. Nothing you're doing is working. 
yeah, nothing he does is fucking working. That's like a wrestler's fucking nightmare, Seth Rollins. Like, when you, like, I'm not talking about the fucking guy that plays Seth Rollins. I'm talking about the character Seth Rollins. If you were thinking what his nightmare would be, it's like that. It's like red, it's scary, and he's fighting this monster, and he can't beat it. Like, that's exactly what it was, man. I'm fucking behind it. The and then Flair, yeah, the Beast Flair can't get the fiend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is perfect because they built up Seth Rollins so much, but the ending is just so bad. It goes against everything in wrestling. Like you can't get maybe because it's a weird nightmare situation, it ends like that. That's too much explaining, man. They have some fucking explaining exactly. to do in about way too much. A, it's too much thinking. In about seven minutes, I'm gonna turn on Raw. Yeah. And they have some fucking explaining to do. And they better fucking explain to me why what happened last night happened. I saw a fucking Ryback tweeted some shit like, you guys all have the option to not watch. If you really are mad and you really are showing your opinion, don't watch and hit them where it hurts and go watch AEW. To me, that just sounds like Ryback's trying to. Yeah, to me, that just sounds like Ryback's trying to get an AEW contract. That's all that fucking sounds like to me. But I'm still going to watch, dude. Like, I'm still a fan. Like, the fact that this whole business is based off of reactions. Like, they tell you that, you know, if you're a heel, you're supposed to get booze. If you're a face, you're supposed to get cheers. If you get that, you did your fucking job. Like, this match wasn't supposed to end in a way that makes people happy. You know what I mean? And apparently the word is, the word is that this was Vince's ending that this is what Vince wanted and that when the audience reacted that way, he laughed it off. So sounds like Vince. Yeah. I feel like what's going to, I feel like two things could either happen today. Either Vince could just double down and piss everyone off even more, which is probably likely what's going to happen. Probably the next thing that happens is the fiend loses to Baron Corbin. That's most likely the next thing that happens in the series of events if Vince McMahon is in charge. That's probably that's probably where this is going. Is the gonna Fiend lose to Rey loses? Mysterio. Nah, I mean, Rey Mysterio is in the whole Brock Lesnar storyline now. He'll probably be Cain Velasquez's yeah. mouthpiece. Dude, I fucking I went to school from like from like ele- I think well I think in elementary school his dad was a Cub Scout leader, and then I went to middle school and high school with a kid named whose last name was Vasquez. And whenever I hear Velasquez, I feel like I should be saying Vasquez. And Velasquez yeah. just doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue. I feel like I'm fucking saying it wrong. But right, anyway, yeah, Rey Mysterio is going to be in that whole storyline. He's probably going to be like the fucking mouthpiece for him. But I feel like if if would- Vince Mc- if if Vince McMahon is in charge of this, that's probably what happens. Is the Fiend loses to yeah. Baron Corbin or or best case scenario, what happens is that Vince says, uh, hey, Paul Heyman, uh, you need to fucking figure this one out. <laughs> yeah. And him hey, and the Fiend, him and the Fiend and Seth get together. But I think that the best thing WWE can do tonight is start the show off in four minutes with fucking Seth Rollins coming out and explaining why 
he did what he did and what happened last night and blah blah blah. That's what needs to fucking happen. But uh, and we get yeah. to see if uh, how good of a boxer Brock Lesnar is. I mean, uh, not Brock, uh, Braun Strowman is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's gonna be cool tonight. <laughs> WWE really fucking crushed it, man. Fox said they wanted a more athletic product. They said okay, they got a boxer and an MMA fighter first fucking week. Boom. That's what you yep. want. That's what you fucking get. Vince delivers, man. When they when someone when someone important wants something, he gives it to them. The fans just aren't important. Your opinions are irrelevant. But if you're in Saudi Arabia and you're giving him millions of dollars, your opinion matters. If you're Fox and you're giving him millions of dollars, your opinion matters. If you're a fan and you're not buying shit and you're just bitching on Twitter, your opinion does not matter. And if you're Dude, in the like fucking audience also, life. apparently. Yeah. Like everything else in life, if you don't have money, you doesn't mean shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> money fucking talks, and that's that, man. The show starts in two minutes and fifty seconds. I'm gonna go fucking turn on my TV, probably roll up another one, and uh, get ready to do this shit. Thank you, Dylan, for making time to call in. Thank you, Kent, for calling in. And uh, let's do another one of these by the end of the week. There's no more, no more Friday night super show, so. Maybe we'll do a dab and Aladdin fucking super show on Fridays. Who the fuck knows? Draft yeah. day. Oh, yeah. Friday. Woo. I can't fucking wait. Let's go. All right, yo. That's that. We out of here. Time for Raw. I'm going to get ready to go 